Hi everybody and welcome back to Chatting Creative Arts. It's great to have you here today. Um, today is going to be really exciting. We're actually working with the most incredible dancer. Her name is Charmaine Seat and we are so, so lucky to have her with us today. Um, I met Charmaine for the first time a few weeks ago, actually, which was really exciting, uh, working on a collaborative project together um, with the Sydney Opera House, where she does a lot of work, um, in a project all about bodies as buildings. And we've been doing a little bit of work on dance and well-being and various other exciting things about the ways that teachers in the K-6 classroom can actually use dance with their students in ways that they didn't even know were possible. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the incredible Charmaine Seat. Hi, Charmaine. Hello, Julia. And what a <laughs> lovely introduction. Thank you so much. And thank and you for the invite. <laughs> It's all true. And listeners, what you're going to learn about Charmaine is that she's just this incredibly humble little lady who is just <laughs> an incredible surprise package with all of her gifts that she has to share. So Charmaine currently is the director of Seat Dance in Surrey Hills, and she works with a creative leadership and learning team at the Sydney Opera House, working on dance programs for their new Centre for Creativity and really working on ways of building teacher capacity in K-6 dance in the classroom and beyond and also working with students in how they can understand what dance actually means and how it can work in the classroom. So thanks for coming and sharing all of your incredible knowledge with us, Charmaine. Total pleasure, Julia. Thank you, actually. It's <laughs> lovely. <laughs> well, let's get started, Charmaine. So, Tell us all about where and how and when all of your dance journey first started. Okay, I have a really interesting story because I grew up in Southeast Asia and the first moment that I thought, I love dance and this is going to be my life, was when I was in, I guess, year seven and it was a public school where they had to have a dance event and a show. They needed a tiny dancer. <laughs> and they looked through through the whole school, no one was really studying dance. So they looked at me and said, you're tiny, you're going to be in it. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm being recruited. Had no idea what it was going to be. They needed me to be small so that the boys could lift me up in the air. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I was in this production and I was, like, absolutely gobsmacked by the whole event. I just loved every moment of it. And that's when I said I have to find a way to learn how to do this for my life. And that was when I started to look for dance schools and teachers and such. But I thought it was just a great introduction because I was thrown in the deep end. And, um, and it was an adventure, an adventure with all these different kids performing in front of people. It was just magic. Wow. Yeah. Sounds exciting. And for those of you who can't see Charmaine, well, there's actually going to be some footage released of, of Charmaine <laughs> doing some dancing at the Opera House. But... Um, <laughs> She is a tiny dancer. <laughs> well, I do a bit more. That. <laughs> so, Charmaine, why does dance mean so much to you? So, you know, you, you've obviously shared with us your first, how it first started, but why does it mean so much to you? Well, I mean, as you know, Julia, dance has been my life, and now I'm 55. I've spent my life performing, creating, and teaching dance. 
So there's a lot to say, but I think it, it boils down to dance gives me a chance to have that relationship with my body and the environment and just my creativity at the same time. It's like every time I dance, I can only describe it as this, you know, that feeling where you jump into a swimming pool and suddenly you like yeah. feel your whole body <laughs> and you know what's going to happen, but it's always a surprise. Yeah. It's always a surprise. And that's what dancing is for me every day. It's that jump in the swimming pool. <gasps> I'm here, you know. Oh, wow. That, that yeah. sort of wake-up call that we all get with something. Mine's coffee at the moment. but <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, when you're a kid, those moments are more. And as you grow up, you have to kind of find them again. And that, for me, has been, dance has been that for me, yeah. That is magnificent. Thank you. So how has the arts influenced your life, both professionally and personally? Wow. Well, I mean, having pursued a dance career, I mean, I've had to actually travel the world, so that has been a big influence. Um, and not recently. Really not, <laughs> not recently. No. But, you know, just keep looking. It can, that kind of makes you want to discover and, and kind of look around the world, in fact, for things that inspire and opportunities. So it's taken me around the world and I've met so many amazing people. And professionally, that I can't ask for more, really. It's just a really wide and wonderful experience of life. And then personally, I mean, the you know, wherever you go, whatever pathways you take in your life, you meet people. So I've met my husband when I was, a, you know, dancing, you know, all that happens. And on a very, very personal level, similar to, you know, what I said before, as life, you know, as you go through life, you know, when you're a kid, your experiences are a certain thing. And dance has been with me the whole way. It's been my, my thing that is right next to me, keeping me sane a lot of the time. You know, when I get a little bit crazy or nervous, I use it to, you know, balance myself and steady myself. And also it's that creative outlet. So, you know, I just feel it keeps me grounded as a person. Yeah. That, look, that's really interesting because you've talked there about, you know, wide and wonderful experiences and keeping you grounded and inspiration. So you've also talked about not only was it your inspiration but using things around you and your experiences around you to get inspiration for your dance. So let's talk a little bit more about that because I know in the project that we worked on we talked a lot about inspiration and we're going to go further into that shortly but Let's just go back to dance education. So how does dance education fit into all of this journey that you've just described? Well, I've been teaching for many years, as we all have as well, I guess. But um, I feel like, and every teacher will say this, I think, that when you're teaching, you're learning at the same time. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but inside dance education, one that the dance that I teach, it's a very much a direct transmission um, event where I dance with a student and the student dances with me and we're passing information between us. Um, and there's no hierarchy of who knows more than the other, which mm. I think is really important when you're thinking about dance in a creative way, because yeah. everybody's movement is personal, but it's also something that we can read and use our imaginations to to change and manipulate and turn into an artistic event. 
Very interesting. So everybody's, what did you say? Everybody's journey is important or everybody's component to the dance is important and it's a personal expression. Yes. And their movement. I mean, I think all of us in some way have, have ways we move through the world. If we have a body, we have things that move. And I think when you're studying contemporary dance, especially inside the tradition of Western postmodern dance, which sounds very highfalutin, but there's always been an exploration of what is movement and what is dance. So even a simple gesture, if we think about it and really focus on how we can express something through that movement, it doesn't have to be anything fancy, that becomes dance. So I could just make, you know, my arm lift up, but if I put music to it and have a feeling about it, that's dance. I mean, it doesn't have to be complicated. And then you can get more complicated if you want. I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to come to that one later too because that's coming back to that whole idea of skill that we were talking about before. So yeah. we'll come back to that one. So I just want to tap into something that we've been working on and perhaps unpack a little bit about um, what dance can mean for our students. So a few weeks ago we were working um, in the filming of a project about creative arts and well-being, and I've talked about that already, um, called Tuning In. And you filmed a segment that to me was just mind-boggling, um, and I can't wait for anyone listening to actually see it because I've, I just had the, the privilege of showing Charmaine some of it, and I think it actually blew your mind as well, Charmaine. <laughs> <laughs> it's such wow. an incredible piece of footage. Um, anyway, so speaking of which, if you haven't enrolled, you can enrol through Dart Learning. It's all sitting there ready to be enrolled in and looked at. Um, and you were exploring the role of our surroundings, so place and space in the process of dance composition or what traditionally some people might know as choreography. Um, talk to us about this situation and your inspiration in general. So we're coming back to that inspiration word. Yeah. So I think one of the things that can be, um, it's like a writer having a, a blank page. What do I do? What do I, how do I come up with movement or dance? You know, I have, you know, people come across this moment where they're trying to find an idea. And one of the things that a lot of dancers use to, to create that moment of inspiration um, is to look around their environment and look at things in the room and really look and maybe observe the shape and maybe even the texture of a thing and try and use that as an instruction or, a, or an inspiration. So if I saw, for example, a straight line along a wall, I might like want to trace that with either the movement of a head or an arm or even just think I might walk a straight line across the room, you know. So they're like little messages that we can mm -hmm. pick up and then build them into a sequence of movement. Um, and that's an easy way of finding movement to make into a dance. And so just seeing what... around your room and getting inspired by what you see, the lines, yeah. shapes, all of those. You can, of... Look, you can look at shapes and just use them in that way or you can look at something and remember oh, someone gave me that, and remember that person, and then think about making a dance with a story behind it, based on uh -huh. that object. Um, so, you know, there are many ways to interpret, and the key is imagination, because everything that we're doing here is like using our imaginations to find inspiration and to find something that we can make a dance out of. 
Um, so there's different ways to read the room. And uh, the way that people term this is like using the room as a, like a music score. You know, on a score of music, you might have, you know, notes that you recognize. In a, in a dance situation, you can just create a magical score out of your space where you are in your room. Uh-huh. That's really interesting, those two key words from that, a story and imagination. And I've talked to you about this before, that one of the common misconceptions is that, you know, dance is all about leotards and tiaras and that kind of thing. <laughs> and a lot of us don't realise that dance is actually a really powerful mechanism for storytelling. And I think that's one of the, the key things that I'd love our listeners to take away is that dance is really important for all of our students. And I mean all of our students, not just those perhaps that can or that want to, but all of them. And that idea of the storytelling and imagination, you've just captured really beautifully. So can you expand on that a little bit more and why dance is important for all of our students? Well, I think what you say about storytelling is so important, Julia. It's all about being human and what we have inside and what we've inherited from family, from culture. And I think that when we as people can bring those into our, our beings and then express them again, it's like a translation of a legacy or a feeling inside or community. And I think those connections to history and, and story and community they bind everyone together in a very loving and beautiful way. And it helps people or students to feel connected to something larger, but also at the same time to have that individual voice and an interpretation of what you've received from your family, your world, your teachers, your community. Um, and, and also that personal expression really helps, um, helps us to actually explore who we are as people. And I think that's part of developing as a, as a young person, if you're a student, but throughout life, we all go through changes and understanding yourself, having that great relationship with self, uh, I think is so important. Uh-huh. So really building up that understanding of self and using dance as a way to capture your individual voice and express that individual voice. Yes, that sounds beautiful. Okay. You said it, not me. <laughs> but you said it again and I really appreciate that. <laughs> I so think one of the things, Julia, yeah, if I could expand a little, uh, the thing about individual voice, and it comes back to what you said about tiaras and tutus, etc., and how we see these templates of dance around us that seem to exclude others. And I think that's why emphasizing your individual voice is very important because the dance that each of us makes is going to be completely unique. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're looking for in contemporary dance as, as an ideal in a way. What can I bring that's new and unique to me and, and share that with the world. Beautiful, thank you. So everybody needs to hear what you've just said. Like everyone needs to hear that. So I'm assuming that people have heard that now. <laughs> is it possible for a teacher, this is the $6 million question here, 
Is it possible for a teacher with limited experience to teach dance? If your answer is yes, which I'm hoping it is, but no pressure, how? <laughs> how can you do it if you don't have much experience? I mean, the example that I quoted before about the work that we did in the tuning in wellbeing and the arts project, you I've already said that you blew my mind with the creative way that you looked at something so simple that I've walked past a lot of times a pattern in concrete and I'd never stop to think oh one day this will be a dance piece um <laughs> what you did was so engaging you just took something so simple as something that's around us all the time and you made it really engaging and a really accessible lesson so tell us about how you go about doing things like that for remember we're talking to our teachers here who maybe are a little little nervous about taking this plunge sure um now i understand being nervous because you know if something seems like it's hard to do or complex that can make us feel you know a little reluctant or nervous about it um i think what you said is exactly right julia it's really being open to our environment and being open to our own sense of creativity. I think as teachers often we're really good at being good at our job. And sometimes that makes us feel, you know, um, that we're not good at another thing, like, you know, creativity or dance that we've never done before. But it's that moment of trying to be an explorer again. What am I, what can I do? <laughs> all of us have it and all teachers are super creative. That's, you know, absolutely the case. It's just tapping into that creativity and, and maybe feeling that, I, yeah, I can do this. I have confidence that I, I know what I can do with my body. And what I do with my body is absolutely a dance if I want it to be. I know that sounds a bit like, whoa, I can, if I say it's a dance, it's a dance. But I really mean that if we just stand in space and look around us, as you felt I did the other day, and just think, if I can just feel how this environment gives me ideas and be open to that, what I offer to the student is that openness, letting, showing them that my imagination is running free and I'm not going to edit it. I'm just going to try it, experiment, put some music on, move around, get those ideas going. And that's all it is. That is what dance is. I mean, I don't yeah. think it's much more complicated than that. Wow. And I think it's... Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so if that's the case, what are some examples that you've used when working with teachers to build their capacity in dance in the classroom? We're not talking about in a dance studio. We're talking about our yeah. classroom teachers. You know, you can tell us about some of your best lessons or yeah, best I mean, moments or whatever floats you both. Yeah, one of my favorite lessons to do with people who are starting to like activate the imagination for movement is to get them to think about the environment around them in a different way. Like I'd say, imagine you're standing in a forest. You know, I go through like a storytelling thing. Close your eyes and try and smell the forest and walk around and all this and get, you know, the feeling of what's around you. And I try and get them to think about the sensations as well. Like, you know, is it cold? Is it hot? What are the sensations you can feel? Then I say, now imagine you put that inside your body. How does that make you move around the room now? And it's like, you know, it's a bit like a meditation in a way, but it's also a, 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 a kind of an exercise for imagination to be able to be open to 
that feeling of I'm not sure, but I'm okay to be with the not sure. So that's one lesson I really like. And then I also do lessons very much what, like what you saw, which is I just give you really clear tasks. Okay, I want you to make three movements that respond to three geometric shapes. So let's say there's a square, there's a triangle, there's a circle. And when I say respond, it's like you could trace it, you could be it, or you could like do something that matches it and then lead, like line them up into a sequence. And then you might then take that and change the way you do it. Maybe go slow, maybe go fast, maybe make a few people do it at the same time, maybe make them do the different movements, the different shapes at different times. So you can play with design, design of movement. And it's quite, you know, an easy exercise to start with. I don't okay, know so you're sort of you're layering the pieces up. So you might start from an inspiration, and then you might repeat it, or you might um, add two pieces together, or you might get a group to yeah. do it and then an individual to do it. You're just experimenting with the one I thing think, that came from a simple inspiration. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the key word: is experimenting. And yeah. I think one of the things that sometimes stops me, and I don't know if anyone else relates to this, is that I keep checking in and thinking, oh, that's not very good in my mind. And I want to try not to do that and try and open myself to the experiment and the possibility and maybe doing something new that I've never done, but accepting it as something that has possibility rather than thinking it has to be super accurate or super skilled. Yeah. Like we're going to talk about that that's my next question for you before we do that though I don't know if this has occurred to you a lot but just hearing your talks really reinforced to me um, the links between dance and drama and the movement and embodiment idea and you're also talking about using the music to get ideas and all of those sort of things so I think you know the connections between our art forms are just extraordinary when you put it like that Oh my gosh, yes. I think it's, it's, they have used, in the past, they were always connected. I know, you know what I mean, Julia? It's like they've always been together. And I think only in the recent history for us, it's, it, they've been sort of separated into two areas and become specialist activities. Um, because in, in, God, in drama, movement is so, so integral, you know, and in dance as well knowing what your intention is and knowing what you're trying to express is also super, super integral. Yeah. So they're, yeah. they're related, absolutely. Absolutely. And the other thing also I think, <laughs> talking about... I, I, think, I, think, I love it. Sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> no, you're right. I was just going to say the, the thing about dance as well, there's that personal personal experience of embodying or, or trying something out and making a dance and self-expression. But there's also the sharing part of it. Like when you dance and someone watches it or someone learns it from you, I think that is really powerful as well, that sense of sharing it with someone else. So you are sending them a communication of sorts, you know, that's not just talking, yeah. but you're sending them something that's more in that magical, unspeakable yeah. Artistic Which is well. sort of, that was the theme of our well-being piece, wasn't it, that we were looking at building relationships through dance, yeah. not only relationships to place and space but relationships to each other. So yeah. you really tapped into that beautifully. I want to just come back to something that you've mentioned. Um, it's the whole idea of is dance for everyone? 
is it necessary for a classroom to have these a classroom teacher to have these high level dance skills is it necessary for the students to um you know we know that our syllabus expectation is not that we would have high level dance skills it's the, about giving students the opportunity to experiment and explore and um, really try out different things in line with dance elements um, do I need to have really high level skill for dance in the classroom well Julie I think what you have tapped on is like the idea that you have to have a lot of technique and skill in like how you move your body and I think from a contemporary dance point of view which is where I'm at every person's body has a unique movement to it. And so I don't feel like skill comes into it in that sense, in terms of how we move our bodies. Um, and then there's the other like area of skill, which is, do I know how to make a dance and to make meaning out of movement? That sounds very complex and like maybe a little esoteric. Um, and I think in that sense too, I think it's really about how far our imaginations can go and how open we are to just experiment again it's that that is a skill we all have as humans trying something new being open using our imaginations so building a dance is as easy as oh i want to tell a story and this is how i'm going to do it and I've, there's so many ways there's a million and trillion ways to do it and every every way is right every way is right i always say this to my students there's no wrong in this room there's only experimenting there's no wrong so just keep going, you know. So in a nutshell, the answer is no. We don't need to have high-level dance skills in our classroom. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> or you could say absolutely you have all the skill you need right now. <laughs> That's right. You have all the skill that you need in your mind. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, Charmaine, it's been magnificent talking to you today. And I have absolutely felt so thrilled to get to know you. It's been just fantastic. I've learnt so much about dance education from working with you and seeing you in action and talking to you today again. So thank you. Um, Charmaine, before we go, just a, a last little piece. What advice would you give to teachers who are struggling to make a start with their creative arts journeys, particularly in dance? Okay, I think, I hope this is helpful. Um, I would say when you start with your, your lesson or with your group of students, look around the room and you'll see probably a lot of people have a lot of dance in them already that hasn't, you know, they don't think it is dance. So maybe you start by saying, let's all talk about what dances we know and start to share what dances they know. They might think, oh, I do like, you know, this cultural dance but that doesn't count here or they might think I do hip-hop or I dance on TikTok and that doesn't count but once you start sharing all the different dance ideas that people have in their lives and people do have them it's not like people don't dance they dance all the time they just don't think it's dance sometimes <laughs> and then start to gather together the resources and then look at what is in the room and work imaginatively with that I think that's a great way to start I've, I've done that a lot myself um, and it also then starts to open the students' minds to what dance can be and what is valued and what is not valued is not something that we should um, take on. We should start creating value in ourselves and value what we have. 
So I hope that's helpful. <laughs> that, look, look, that that is great. I was absolutely um, lost in the zone of what you were talking about then and imagining all the things that I could do if I was in my classroom right now doing some dance with students. It's really it's really inspiring and a, a lovely way of looking at our students being able to express themselves and tell their stories in a in a different way. It doesn't require you know using oral methods or um, writing it down or anything like that. It's about using your body to express and tell those stories. So thank you. Thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Oh, Thank you. We'll have to do it again sometime. Now, um, for those of you listening, don't forget to subscribe to Chatting Creative Arts, and I will look forward to another inspiring guest very soon. Um, thank you again, Charmaine Seat, for being with us today. It has been such a joy to work with you and to have a chat with you this morning. So thank you, and we'll talk again soon, everybody. See you later.